Hey there, I'm Luke, and welcome back to Designedly, a podcast documenting the journey of finding intention and purpose and making you doing things that you're passionate about. So thanks for joining me again for episode two of this adventure that we're on together. Today, specifically, we are talking about the Sans 3 commercial. This is something I am very excited to talk about. I've been kind of in the process of making this for a couple of months so it's just so awesome to have it finally done and out and now I can talk about it it's pretty amazing but first and foremost I should mention um (laughs) I apologize for the bit of a change in audio quality maybe you won't even notice I don't know but um I'm recording this on a blue snowball because I'm currently um in New York so uh This is a fun little change of pace, but anyway, trying to get this out for Friday, so uh, (laughs) let's do this thing. So the Sans 3 commercial, right? I first of all recommend, if you haven't seen it already, go to um, sans3.com or visit the Liquid YouTube channel. Actually, I recommend that one the most because it's 4K quality, but anyway, (laughs) totally fine whatever route you choose to go through. So the commercial takes place in the year 2050 and is sort of set in a dystopian type environment. I try to keep things in technologies and stuff like that as realistic as they could possibly be. But um, what makes this dystopian is the fact that it's a very um, resource scarce world. (laughs) So the main character, she's going through this world where everything that she does, every action that she takes takes out some of the resources that she has and the resources sort of acts like currency everything sort of has this idea to it the world is on the verge of collapse but she has a plan and um in writing up that plan she uses sans 3 (laughs) kind of a weird way to get to there but um i guess i'll get into the thought process behind that um so first of all the question you might have is, what was this for? Why did you make this? So the goal for Sans has always been to try something new, to be a new type of experience for people to use. And that has sort of set the drive for everything that has been done. Um, and I really feel like I wanted people to take this seriously. I wanted people to understand the Sans isn't just another font that you're going to install for Microsoft Word or another font that you're going to pick from Google Docs or use in a PowerPoint presentation. Sans is an entirely new look on fonts and I really, really wanted people to try it. And I really wanted people to take it seriously in the marketplace and to be like, well, maybe, maybe it is worth a shot. So I don't know if this commercial really has done that so far. More on that later. But that was the goal is to make a very serious commercial to make a legitimate production that is aimed at convincing people to try this out for themselves to truly get into using this font that was the goal from the start that's always been how it is so planning for this commercial took somewhere around two months i think that was sort of the idea behind it the planning was pretty intense um there was a ton of scripting first and foremost that was like the number one thing 
I storyboarded every single scene. I even made a couple of different mock-up commercials, so all things where I'd film myself, of course, <laughs> because I didn't really have anybody else. Um, but it was focused on just like getting the right feel for the commercial, what I wanted it to be. And I should also mention from the start, it wasn't always going to be a sci-fi production. Initially, it had this concept where um, we used a pair of glasses, which sort of looks like a three to begin with, like the, the bottom curvature of it. And um, so when people put the, the glasses on, like have a bunch of different people, and when they put the glasses on, then everything, everything in their environment would swap to um, like Sans 3. Like so street signs would be in Sans 3 or I guess other sort of signs, menus, you know, whatever else would transition into Sans 3. And I really liked that concept. It was it was gonna be a lot more upbeat. It was gonna try out some like kind of cool camera angles that were like using tilts and stuff like that. That was the original idea. But um, <laughs> I figured it would be really hard to gather that many people, get all the rights involved with that. So I scrapped it for a more sci-fi um, type atmosphere. And so from there. The general concept of it being in a dystopian world kind of unfolded, and um, that's where it began. So the cafe scene was definitely something I always wanted to have. I really wanted to have the character viewing a newscast, like they were seeing the effects of this beaten down world firsthand. And then, um, and then once they got back onto it, initially I was gonna actually have filming on a bus, but because of complications. We decided to film in a car instead, and I think that worked out better. And then once I got back to the very tiny apartment that they were in, um, the character would sort of have this this microwave scene, right, where there's some sort of futuristic heating device. I don't know if it's necessarily a microwave. Never really thought about it, but um, I had this box just located in the corner with a light already in it. So I was like, okay, this seems like the perfect thing to transition in. And then, um, and then I sort of wanted to fast forward into eventually getting to the point where the person is, has a plan. They're, they're writing it down on this sort of, um, futuristic, um, experience, right? So initially I wanted to have like a, another pane of glass that was going to be the monitor, but then I, I thought about it for a second and I'm like, this would be really, really, really cool if you could incorporate some sort of augmented reality into this as well. And the great thing about that was we used the glasses that was actually supposed to be for the initial commercial where everything would transition into Sans 3 like I was talking about. That was the inspiration behind the AR scene where this whole digital environment sort of was revealed as the glasses came into view. That was exactly the same shot I wanted to do for the other thing. So I was like, yeah, this is perfect. This totally kind of combines the two ideas together. And I really like that about it. So then with the general plan, like I said, went through a bunch of different stages. And then eventually I was able to compose a track for it using Logic Pro, which I actually recently acquired. I've kind of gotten into um, the composing element. Um, it's been pretty fun just kind of experimenting. Um, obviously, like all the um, 
all the main tracks and stuff I, I really wanted to make on my own but I did incorporate some of Logic's loops which are amazing by the way their transposing features are amazing and I really want to get more into that in the future but um yeah so I made about a minute and a half um audio thing for it so it's a it's a long commercial no doubt but um and then the timing was just basically the next element so then with the time allotted I decided what scenes I needed to film and then the plan was basically set. So then I was tasked with finding the the actor that would play the protagonist in this dystopian world. So I really wanted to have somebody in their early 20s um, just to once again for people to take the commercial seriously because I'm 16. I feel like I'm still a bit of a kid. <laughs> I still look like a kid, and I don't think that's the best thing to have in a commercial. So I went to the next best option, a good friend of mine, <laughs> my sister. Um, be sure to um, shout her out. Her name is Kaylin. Absolutely fantastic. Um, just a great person in my life, and um, she did a great job in acting in this. So she came up for the weekend, and we basically just knocked this thing out. Um, the first night was filming all the scenes in the quote-unquote apartment, which is basically just my room. I have it perfectly set up for a dystopian environment. It was it was great. I took everything off my desk. You know, of course, I already have the the super white, bland environment. Um, and then I had the microwave slash box cabinet thing from Ikea sitting in the corner. Um, so everything was all set up. Um, we knocked that out because obviously that was the most amount of shots, but it was actually probably the easiest part of it. The hardest shot, um, I have to admit, was um, the one where she sits in the chair when she first gets this idea because um, my room just in general is extremely cramped. So uh, the tripod was actually on the bed of my room. So trying to get that stabilized was a nightmare, but um, basically it was just like a super tall shot. Um, but I think overall it turned out pretty well. The framing was good. Of course, the major issue with that shot was the fact that there was so many exposed wires. It was insane. So um, yeah, definitely had to go back and edit that in post. The second night, um, I think we started at 8 o'clock and then we finished at 11, that's p.m. Um, that was that was definitely a late night, no doubt, but um, that was where we filmed the coffee shop scene. I actually got uh, approval from my church to um, to film in their coffee shop. It's It was the perfect setup for what I needed. And then, um, and then for the car scene, Initially, we were going to use a bus, but that kind of fell through, so instead we green-screened up a car, sort of made it like a driverless vehicle sort of environment, right? Um, and then that was that was the basic premise of filming, and that worked out really well. I was super proud of it. And just for your knowledge, all this was shot on the Lumix G7 from Panasonic. It's a great camera. I definitely want to upgrade in the future, but... I've gotten to really like mirrorless cameras. I've gotten to really like Micro Four Thirds as a standard, although it is a little bit cropped for my liking. Um, full frame is definitely something I would like to experiment with because like all the lenses, I was using a mainly 16 millimeter lens for this production and I had to be extremely far back from the subject in order to get it to work. But one of the things that was great about this, this is actually the first time I was using a brand new lens. Um, 
It was a 25mm f1.7 lens, I think. So then after that 11pm shoot, after everything was shot and done, uh, I came back to my studio and I color graded for basically the entire night until probably 1 or 2 uh, a.m. <laughs> um, that was that was an extremely fun part because I really got to choose like the sort of feel that I wanted for it. So obviously I decided to go with a very, very muted colors, very cool look to it because I wanted to show this dystopian world very head on and want to be extremely bright nothing like that it had to be very very cold feeling and that was the entire goal so after the color grading was done i went straight into some of my uh, illustration programs mainly i'm using right now affinity designer it is absolutely fantastic fifty dollars down that is it um not a sponsor but pretty awesome so for the illustration aspects, it was all about creating the user interface that would be um, displayed across all the different screens and projections shown in this film. So everything sort of had to have that continuity that was very important to me. So the designs across, you know, going into Star Cafe, which is obviously like trying to go with Starbucks and then going to the city taxi, then coming home and eating everything had to look very similar. So I decided to go with this very simplistic um, like circle design. So everything had rounded corners, which of course is Liquid's trademark to begin with, but you know, <laughs> then um, everything sort of took shape and I really wanted to have it like more of an outline design instead of having stuff filled in so that you could see more of the transparent elements, which was a very important thing to me. So then goes to probably my favorite part, but also the most tedious part of this entire build, which took a good three weeks to get through. <laughs> uh, I'm not crying. So this is actually the first project I've ever used After Effects for. I decided it was very important that I, I took this production seriously. My animation program of choice is Motion 5, which is made by Apple. If you're familiar with Final Cut Pro, the tools are pretty similar, but obviously animation is top priority. There's a lot more keyframing involved, and there's also a ton of presets, which are really helpful, none of which I use, but you know, it's fine. And um, it has basic motion tracking, which was really helpful for um, getting the screen right on um, the, the news shot in the cafe. Um, that was easy said and done in motion. That was like possibly the easiest part of it, which, you know, you initially think, but yeah. So basically how I set up the tablet was I literally took um, a piece of glass from a picture frame. I attached um, little corners of tape to each of the four corners to get the motion tracking right. And then I sort of made them pass as like projectors or something like little pieces of hardware that aren't transparent in the device I mean it's only 2050 come on <laughs> but that made it essentially the easiest thing ever to motion track so that was actually really 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 simple so in case you're wondering tablet shot was a piece of cake the rest of the shots seemed to get a ton harder um a lot of the the issues that I had were dealing with getting the perspective right for 3d I did not take a lot of reference shots for this. In fact, I took barely any at all. So the, the coffee shop especially was really hard because I took a lot of, um, I'm a huge fan of close-up shots. So you don't really get the perspective that you need sometimes. And so it was really hard to get that 3D right, but I'm pretty sure everything was good by the end of it. 
the car shot was definitely the most tedious of any of the shots in the film. I mean, that should be pretty clear. But um, so the first thing that needed to be done was you had to get a layer where you remove the green screen. You keyed out the green screen in the background. So that was number one. And then I also had to animate a moving background, which was another whole thing entirely. And then on top of that moving background, I also had to uh, recolor correct the original thing so that um, all the elements in the background would be darker and so that I could get that positioning right. And so that I could also hide some of the uh, issues that I had with the, the uh, chroma keying. So not the greatest, I just want to make that very clear. It wasn't the highest quality production, but all of that stuff has been hidden away so you can't really see it that clearly. That was sort of the goal as well. And then on top of that, I also had to add the screen and the window that showed her fare going up, which was sort of a main part of this. Going to the studio, a lot of the major issues that I had and a lot of the uses that I had for After Effects was to remove the wires. Um, Obviously, I think by the year 2050, we will basically be living in a wireless realm unless something tragic happens. Um, I mean, technologies have been showing that we are getting closer and closer, and it's just so great. <laughs> so um, I really wanted to get that displayed front and center. Wireless tech was going to be everywhere. So like the biggest issue for this was especially the box. The box was... A pain in the neck to work with and I probably would have done something different if um, you know if I had any other options but I didn't <laughs> so um, basically it involved a ton of rotoscoping if you're aware of that if not Google it it's it's not an extremely hard thing to do but I had to go frame by frame on a computer with um, 16 gigabytes of RAM so I guess that's not too bad but then an i5 processor and yeah, the computer we're talking about here is a 2012 Mac Mini. Yep, that's the one. So um, 4K editing, not really great. Not really great at all. But at the end of it, all the shots were edited, all the screens were added, and then sound design, of course, came last. That was just going to, um, obviously, if you don't know about sound design at all, Sound Bible is the greatest source for um, free, um, commercial free audio clips out there right now. I can't find anything that has a greater library for free. It is absolutely stunning. So totally recommend it. Once again, not a sponsor, but um, Sound Bible is pretty great. And then that was that was it. I added the ending titles to it. And the production was done. I mean, I remember I once that once that commercial was done, after that two or so months of editing, I just I just <laughs> I watched that probably at least twenty times, like just back to back, because I wanted to make sure everything was as perfect as it could be, because I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> I didn't want anything disrupting from the work that I put into it I guess but yeah I was I'm super proud of the end result so the commercial was uploaded on Twitter on Instagram and then it was uploaded on YouTube as well I mean the the response hasn't been fantastic not gonna lie I was hoping for a little bit more but then again what you gonna do right <laughs> 
Um, so hopefully, maybe we can convince some people. Maybe Liquid can convince some people to use Sans 3. This has been Designedly. I have been Luke, and that was the intention behind the Sans 3 Hope commercial. Thanks for listening. <laughs>